0: Hello and welcome back to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. This isn't your typical intro because the Buchnevich trade on Friday made the conversation I had with Brendan Azoff moot. I've decided to keep the recording and publish the episode as normal, however keep in mind that things have changed from the time of recording to the time this was released. I apologize for the inconvenience as Wednesday was the best day we were able to record and I hope you listen to it for what it is. Also, I'm going to throw the ad in here right about now All right, everyone, it's time for another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. Still no Kyriakos, but I'm joined by Brendan Azoff of the Backtrack podcast. And today we'll be talking about the rumored Barkley Goudreau signing by the Rangers, more Pavel Buchnevich rumors and expansion draft rumors. We're recording this on a Wednesday night. So this is before the Kraken have officially revealed all of their picks. But anyways, thanks for joining me, Brendan. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be on. All right, so originally, I got you on here. Uh, I saw your tweet yesterday, and I this was like, we have a thing on our podcast, we call them Ice Cold Takes. Obviously, that's the name of the podcast. Yep. Yours was the, you couldn't get more ice cold than, than that. So I'm just going to read what he said. He said yesterday, the Rangers don't have a Tom Wilson problem. They have a grit problem, which has forced them to acquire players who con- contrast the skill throughout the lineup. Tampa Bay doesn't have 12 Kucherov's in points. They have six high-end forward and six gritty role players. This is in response to the rumored Barkley Goudreau signings, which was, of course, broken by none other than Frank Zaravali, who's pretty much <laughs> rumored every single pick by the Kraken ahead of tonight. Um, everyone on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, get on there, make an account or something, and then follow, follow Brendan, follow Ice Cold Takes podcast. Uh, The room, the, what's going on is everyone's, a lot of people are very upset with the rumored deal for Goudreau. It was six years, 3.6 million per, he's a bottom six player. And the reasoning for the outrage is because, you know, bottom six players typically don't live up to a longer term extension, but I disagree because this is different. This is a lower annual salary. Uh, You could chime in on it. What do you think?
1: Yeah. So I like, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, I love the term. If you could, I, I said on my show, if you can get him for three by three or three by 3.5, to me, that's ideal. But the reason they did it is because obviously Goudreau had come out and said he wants six. His agent had said he wants six. Tampa wasn't going to give it to him. And the only reason they would make that trade is if they knew that they were going to give him six and felt comfortable with it, it's going to take him to age 34. So it's not like he's going to be pushing really that age limit. It's a little older than you like, but Gaudreau's is a guy that they desperately need. It's not a hefty price tag. And at six years, you're going to be able to move him. Uh, I'm interested to see if there's a no movement clause or something like that. If there is, then I'm going to dislike it a little more, but as long as they keep that avenue open where they could potentially get rid of that contract in four years and, uh, and see how it winds up playing out. But I'm not completely mad at that. I think it's a player they desperately needed on that uh, back six.
0: Right. I completely agree with you. I think, we still don't know we still don't know all the terms of the deal. We don't know how much money he's getting in the first couple of years. Cause I'd imagine the Rangers would like to front load that contract because if he's gonna be playing on the team until he's 34, he's gonna decline in skill and you know the quality of the assets not gonna be there towards the later yeah. years. So front loading the contract would be ideal. Um, but for a player of his caliber, I think he would he'd be very, very nice and helpful, beneficial for us in the in the bottom six uh this again we needed this player very very badly and we'll talk more about this as the as we get into more discussion about like the butchnevich trade rumors you know a lot of people are still complaining like oh why are you gonna get rid of all this skill or whatever and just get these old guys this isn't like a nathan horton david clarkson type contract where it's like seven years you know what i mean yep it's not
1: And, I mean, this is a guy that plays that same type of style, so I think that's why people have a little bit of a problem with it. But uh, he's got a little more offensive skill than people are giving him credit for. We all saw what he did against Vegas in that uh, Stanley Cup semis and put Flurry on his backside and OT. So the guy can hang. And I think that when you need something, it's okay to overpay for it, and that's what the Rangers felt like they did here. And they didn't really overpay salary-wise, term-wise, they did. And you can have your own opinion on that, whatever you want. But in the end, they're going to sign him. He's going to be a ranger for the foreseeable future. And if they do front load the deal and they're able to sign all their young assets around it, I have no problems with it.
0: Yeah, and this is, again, uh, Goudreau is a guy that's won the Cup. And a lot of people will moan and groan at me for saying that. I am a believer in, you know, having a guy that has been there made deep playoff runs. Right now, before Goudreau, the only guy in our team that's made a significantly deep playoff run, I mean, with the Rangers is Kreider, obviously. And then Truba with the Jets made some uh, decent playoff runs. I don't know if he was... He was on the team when they went to the conference finals in Vegas his first year. But aside from that, that's it. And then if you look at every team for the past 10 years, there's only one team that hasn't had a Stanley Cup winning player on their team before they won the cup and that was the blues right the blues have it, the blues didn't have a single guy on that team that had won the cup before they did but they were filled they filled their bottom six with plenty of role players and their defensemen were more than more than capable of handling the load every single every single team going back to the bruins has had at least one guy that's won at least one cup so it does make a difference i'd say
1: yeah, it definitely and, does.
0: Yep. And I think the Rangers, I think it's better that the Rangers went after Goudreau than rather than a guy like Zach Hyman, who's supposedly getting a six or seven year deal with like five, six, maybe $7 million. That's a lot of money for a guy. That's never been a point per game player. That's first line money.
1: Yep. So he's Hyman, I think was linked a little bit to the Rangers. They have some interest and rightfully so the guy's a good, good solid player. He's going to get more points than a good draw And, He's Not going to play as physical, but he's he's a pest, so I could see why teams are going after him. It looks like Edmonton's a team that's really hot on his heels, but that's not what the Rangers need. They have the guys that they think are going to be their point producers, and now you got to fill up that fourth line with a couple of big bodies. I mean, you can go as far back as 2012 and they made their first mini playoff run as a under Tortorella, and you look at that fourth line, and they were all guys that would drop the gloves. You, if you think of that 2012 team, you think of the line brawl against the Devils, right? I mean, that's just something that was a signature with their would block shots hit you so they got to get a little bit of that on this team you can't win with 12 skilled forwards like my tweet said and i mean i, I questioned everybody i was like if you could find me one stanley cup champion that had 12 guys who were all just skilled players i will eat my words say i'm wrong but it just never happened because there's roles in hockey and there's roles for a reason
0: i'm with you on that man and going back to 2012 like you said those guys boil Prust. Fedotanko, they could all play. They all yep. played hockey. They weren't just some scrubs that just dropped the gloves. That's it. John Scott was the only guy there that did that. And maybe, maybe uh, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh Mike Rupp. Yeah, maybe Mike Rupp a little yep. bit. But those were those were guys that were that would block shots and stuff. Even Dominic Moore, too, when he was on when the 2014 team. I love Dominic Moore. Everybody loved Dominic Moore. Yep. We need it. We need that. Like a guy that could win faceoffs. I mean, I like Dan O, but I think he's going to be a, very expensive. I don't think the Rangers are going to be able to fit him under the deal uh, under under their cap with without getting rid of Buchnevich, who people think is getting shipped off now that we signed Goudreau to an extension. What do you think about all that? I think it's the only thing that really makes
1: sense. Uh, he's going to be a cap casualty. It's as simple as that. If we had a time where the cap was rising, it's a different conversation. But unfortunately, we're not at that point yet. So uh, if, I don't know if you saw the rumor that came up before this that Seattle wants Strom. Um, Seattle is looking to flip Giordano for Strom. If that happens, then you got to think the Rangers are in on Eichel. And to me, in order to get Eichel, a Buchnevich contract is going to have to be in it. So I don't think that they necessarily want to move him, but if it's for a player of Eichel's caliber, then you got to swallow that pill and and move that contract.
0: Yeah, I love Bucinevich a whole bunch, and Strom too is coming to his own. I I don't know who I'd rather keep, Strom or Buchnevich. We definitely need centers, and I don't think Hedl's ready to take on the 2C role yet. I thought he would be heading into this season, but then, I mean, he had his injury, and then it kind of threw everything off. But he's still young. He's a valuable asset, but you're right. There's no way the Rangers can make the cap work by trading for Eichel if they if they don't get rid of Buchnevich. It's just simple as that. There's just too we have too much salary tied up into Kreider, eventually Zabanjad, Panarin and and Truba. All those guys have too much cap hit and Eichel's making 10 million until for like the next I don't even know five six years or something like that maybe even a long more. time. Yep, <laughs> yep, a long and time. I, I, I don't guess. know
1: where I saw it on Twitter, but somebody said Kreider basically took Bucinovich's contract, and that's uh, what we
0: should have done. We should we should switch the contracts. That's, yep.
1: I know that they were they had interest um in potentially. Well, gorton's regime had interest in asking Kreider if he wanted to kind of move that no trade clause and no movement and explore that. But obviously we have turnover now. And I think that that's a guy that Drury values. Um, I value him too. I think that a lot of people get on him because of how streaky he is, but you can't have a team that's that young. So, I mean, if they don't land somebody like a Giordano, you're looking at him as one of your oldest forwards, even though he's not 30 yet and you can't really just move all your old guys and have a team of 18 year olds. It doesn't really pan out. So Unless you were able to get other things in and then you could ask him to move that no movement. He's a guy that you're going to have to keep around. We see what he's like in the locker room. So can't really just shoo those guys off and, and stack them up with young prospects.
0: Totally agree. Yeah. I, I really, really hate the contract right now and it ties things up a lot yep. and you know, moving it would be, would be nice to make some other moves, but you need Crider. Like, I was talking to too, with one of my other – with the, the guest from last week, and he was saying, like, Kreider does a lot of stuff that no one notices. Like, he is very good at deflecting pucks, being a screen on the power play. He's one of the best deflectors in the league, and that's very, very important. You can't just have, you know, no-screen wrist shots from the the dot, you know. Panera. Yep. you can't rely on just Panera and shot. It's amazing, but you got to get that screen in front to make the goals go in more. Yeah, that's more one of my biggest pet successful. peeves, too.
1: When people during the regular season are like, oh, Crider's only good right now because he's scoring on the power play. Well, they count, buddy. Like, if he's not going to score on the power play, what, do you just not want him to score at all? So if he's going to get those Genos and and be able to put the puck in front, like tip those pucks on the power play, they count, too. People need those. Joe Pavelski made a full career out of doing stuff like that. So Krider is one of the best, if not the best, right now, net front presence on the power play. And that's an asset that you just can't afford to give up for
0: nothing. Yep. Yep. I agree. So you were saying something about Eichel and, you know, trying to flip maybe Buchnevich for him. Are you on the Eichel train or are you not? Cause there's concerns about injury, like his neck and stuff in yep. the cap hit.
1: So the injury concerns are definitely real. Um, that's something that you can't overlook. Uh, I think they might be a little overblown just because of how long this issue has lingered on between him and Buffalo. Um, but if the Rangers are going to make that move, they get the medical reports right there. This isn't a league where you get to hide things, so they'll know what exactly the severity of the injury is, and if they feel like they can monitor and and make him healthy again for this regular season, then they're going to go ahead and do it, and people overlook his talent just because of Buffalo, and if you see somebody on social media go, oh, he's never taken a team to this, come on, man. If he was on any other team, Right, this guy's going to the postseason. He's doing damage, and he got overlooked his draft year because McDavid was the number one pick. But any other year, he's the number one overall pick. I had over seventy points in college. You don't see that that often. Uh, this is a legit, legit player, top ten player in the league when he's healthy, and those don't come around often. So yeah, if you got to part ways with Bucnevic and you got to give him Edel and maybe uh, Jones or one of your defensive prospects and a first round pick, you do it. I mean, I know people don't want to part ways with all these guys, but I'm even of the belief that if you could save one of those defensive prospects and package a Kako and give them less, I would do it too. Because you never know how these guys are going to pan out. You know exactly what Eichel's going to be if healthy. So it's a sticky rope before you give up. You got to make sure you get the right guys and and you give them the bad guys that you think aren't going to pan
0: out. But man, I'm going all
1: in on Eichel if I'm the Rangers.
0: Going all in on on Eichel. I think, yeah, you know, it looks like the Rangers are going for Eichel. In my mind, I think perfectly. Recently, I've just been, I don't know why. The more I think about it, the more I am keep saying to myself that Matthew Kachuk would be a perfect fit for this team. It sucks that he's not a center, but yep. if you put, if you keep, let's say you keep Strom and you move Buchnevich and you keep Panarin, Strom, and then have Kachuk on that line. How good would that be? That'd be amazing.
1: No, it would be a great line. See, there's two things. One's the cap, right? Obviously, then you got to figure out a way to move somebody and fit his cap in. But if you're going after somebody like Eichel and you're overpaying, then in my opinion, it's a mistake. I think the Rangers are in the driver's seat in all these deals, right? Because they're they're not... Technically, there. They're not supposed to be competing for a cup yet. They should be getting towards the playoffs, but not the cup. So, if you have an opportunity to add Eichel and you could give them what you think is a right package, you do it. If not, you say, We don't need him. We're going to hope our guys pan out and see what they can bring. And the same thing goes with Kachuk and other players like it's a no that you mentioned that they might go after. So, this isn't something where they should force and, and like you know, ooze desperation. They don't need to be desperate. They can wait for these trades to come to them. Barkov's a free agent next year. Like there's going to be other options out there. So if Eichel's price is right and you can get them all for it, if not hold off.
0: Yeah. I think, I think the Rangers will be cup contenders once Lafreniere and Kako have their breakout seasons, like, like Fox did in his first year. It's right now. They're just, they're really young. Kako was analytically yep. uh, a very good forward last year. Complete turnaround 180 from his rookie season. Now we just need to see him get some points and stuff. Um, I think Lafreniere was playing well on the first line with Zibanejad and Buchnevich at the end of the season, too. So we'll have to see how he works under Gallant, and that should be very exciting. But once those guys kick it into high gear, I think we're going to start to see, like, you know, the Rangers turn a corner, hopefully. But again, that question is, you know, the Rangers need to get. Like grittier and stuff or do you want a upgrade at the 2c position over strom strom's a very good player um but again the the injury concerns are real for eichel that neck injury no surgery's never been done before on an nhl player so maybe that's something jury's keeping in mind when you know doing his due diligence but all these insiders are saying that he's very stealthy right
1: yep that's the word everyone's using he's
0: very low-key keeps everything close to the vest which is good and bad for for some situations so yeah again like all the toxins that the tom wilson incident was the rangers weren't built tough enough and they needed to get more grit i'm of the belief that yeah let's just not blow up the all the skill we've acquired throughout the years let's move just some of it and keep a good portion of it too so it's got to work in tandem I was texting my co-host, and that's what he was yep. saying. It's got to be in tandem. That's That would be the ideal fit. We have – maybe we could move Georgiev, too, because, I mean, Shostakhin looks like he's ready to 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 um to take over completely as the number one starter. And then if we keep Kincaid, that's that's fine, one and two.
1: Yeah, I we mean, also I've been the- a proponent of that for two years now. Georgiev, to me, is one of the most overrated Rangers goaltenders I've ever watched. He's just not that good, at, even when – Lundqvist was here right and Lundqvist had a 312 goals against average you were given a 301 and one was 37 and one was you know just coming into the league and he has moments and I think that that those moments overshadow other things but if you can move him and get a pick, even if Kincaid's not the guy that sneaks in there there's so many fat backups that you could sign. That it to me finding a backup goaltender is not as hard as people think. And they even got that guy, Dylan Garand, who played for Canada at the World Juniors. He can potentially be a guy. They got a couple in the AHL that are that are pretty solid. So they have options there. Tyler Wall, somebody came out of college. Uh so backup goalies I don't think will be an issue. And we actually had myself. Olaf
0: we have Ola- we had Olaf Lindbaum on at like uh once we, very early when we started yeah. our podcast, it was like the sixth or seventh episode. And he was just saying like, you know, what it's like to work with Benoit Allaire and stuff. And he's, he might be a very good prospect. A lot of people didn't think he would be very good, but it's been like he's a couple a, he's years. He's a since. big dude, right? Yeah, he's huge. <laughs> good guy. I
1: remember them drafting a goalie like that. I think it was him. It was like six foot seven. I'm like, How do you score on that?
0: all those pads on (laughs) yeah like those guys like like hopi and uh ben bishop they just take up the the entire the the net it's like that uh the geico commercial with the with the narwhal or whatever (laughs) Yep,
1: (laughs) it's so true and i i'm surprised we haven't seen like uh we never really had that tendency where you know people go to the bigger goalie like they're they're slowly getting bigger but you still got a lot of guys that are you know between that six foot six foot two range but you watch somebody like bishop he just consistently, he's putting up two twos. And you're
0: like, wow, this this guy's pretty solid. Why why don't we follow that suit? Yeah, he's he's been a pretty solid goaltender throughout the entirety of his career. I bet Ottawa is kicking themselves for trading him <laughs> for Corey Connick.er Most definitely. That was I remember that trade. That was like, I mean, Connick.er was good that year. Like that was his first year, but like that was big risk for for ottawa it didn't really pay out either <laughs> didn't pay out at all because i don't even think conacher is in the league anymore he's probably been out for a few years now yep uh i wanted to ask you so were you a on the side of keeping lundquist letting him pay out play out the rest of his contract or no
1: so i i never wanted to see lundquist play in a different jersey but i understood the move now if he is like fully healthy and wants to come back and they do wind up moving a Georgiev with Kincaid as a safety net. I would love they brought him back for a year just so that he could actually have that send-off with fans in attendance. And I know that that's unrealistic, but still that's something that I, I'm a big fan of trying. I know anti Ranta is available. Um, so there's, there's other veteran goalies, like I just mentioned, that you can go get. But, oh, man, I knew it was coming, too. Like, the days before that, everyone was talking about how it's going to happen, and we kind of knew it was a, a foregone conclusion. But it still hit me hard. I was like, oh, this guy's my whole childhood, and he's gone. So, no, I never wanted them to buy him out, but I understood it as a, uh, a team decision.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was too. I Man, I really wanted them to trade Georgiev. I really, really wanted them to capitalize on his value because yep. there was the, those, those trade rumors, Bracco, um, LeBanc from the Sharks. I'm like, yes, please just ship him off. Please keep Longquist. Please, please, please. I don't want to see him go. And then he left, and they bought him out, and man. And then he signed with the Capitals, and that's stopped.
1: Yeah, it did. And, I mean, when you look at it in the big picture, it wound up being the great, a great move because of what happened. Like He didn't play. So, realistically, you bought him out. You had a goalie that was playing. The Capitals signed him, but never got him in a game because of what happened with his heart condition. So, uh, you never want to see that happen to anybody. But when you looked at it, if they kept him and moved you or give, now you don't have a backup because – he would have missed time with the Rangers too, just like he did with the Caps. So I really hope he comes back healthier. I know that he's been posting that he's starting to skate again. And if he can become like any type of 50% of what he was and they could sign him to the vet minimum just to be their third string goalie. Oh man, what a PR move that
0: would be. (laughs) That would be nice. A really, really nice send off, especially with the fans, like you were saying, that's Mm -hmm. that's a really good point. Okay. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was this uh, Mark Giordano rumor. Right. So what what's going on here? The Seattle looks like they're going to take Blackwell tonight.
1: So that's what it looks like. I know that uh, Rick Carpinello is the first one of the athletic that put it out. He said that Blackwell was the Kraken's pick, but that there was some type of trade that was being worked on. And then he put like Giordano's name in question marks. So uh, people started to speculate. But Molly Walker just put something out um, in a New York Post article that basically said, that they're looking at Strom from the Rangers in exchange. They'll take 50% of Giordano's salary and give him to the Rangers at a discount. And they'll probably send Blackwell back. That's what I would think it would be. So and if they do that, then in my mind, you have a center void that you have to fill, which means they only are doing that if they have their price pretty much set for Eichel. Um, so it's exciting, right? I mean, this is what we've been waiting for this off season. Everyone talked about a splash, and this would be it, right? No one thought that Strom would be going to Seattle. And if they do, now they're going to come back with a vet defenseman whose numbers are actually really solid, even mm-hmm. though he's 37. It's not a bad move at all. He'll definitely help the back end. Forget hockey sense. He'll help them with leadership-wise. They don't really have that veteran guy. Uh, he's a captain for the last, what, 10 years? So this guy's a leader. And then you could potentially add Eichel. So it's going to be an exciting seven days for – uh for the Rangers right now.
0: So when the flames rebuilt or traded all of their guys, like Camilleri, uh, Jay Bo guys like that, they kept, they traded everybody except for him. And they kept him around and he's Norse winning, uh, defenseman. His analytics are great. He puts up points, very, very solid defenseman. And he's a good, he's a, I mean, again, like the captain passed 10 years. This is a great move. And if they get him at 50% retained salary, hell yeah. And it's only one year. Right. For it's one only year. one year. So that is- if
1: it doesn't pan out, whatever, you, you took a chance and it, it stinks if it doesn't, but there's no signs that point to it. Not right? he's three years removed from 74 points. He's had at least 20 points in each of the last two seasons. And this season was only 56 games and his analytics defensively are superb, right? He's not going to blow you away. Like he did his Norris year, but he's not going to let anything past him. He's not like a Mark Stahl where he's getting older and gets slower. He still can move. So I love it, right? He's not going to play the 22 minutes he is because if you have Fox on this team, you have Truby, you have Miller, Lingren. So it'll be a third, second line defensive pair guy. Good influence and could potentially open the door for a bigger move.
0: Yeah, and I think... So what's going on with Black? So Blackwell's like gone now, or is he like... Did that trade supposedly keep him on the Rangers? So you can't make trades
1: till I think it's Thursday at 1 Uh p.m. So we will see what happens. But when I look at that, you can't just get Giordano at 50% retained for Strom. They would have to give you Blackwell back because that trade doesn't really make sense to me. Strom's the better player right now. Younger Mm -hmm. player, He has they need centers. So to give up your second line center for a defenseman who's got one year left and nothing else is a risky move. So I would think that you want to get Blackwell back for that. And if Blackwell, he can play center. So if, like, Edel goes in a different trade for Eichel and Eichel's your 2C, Blackwell could probably fill in as that third C. I don't think people realize that, but he won, like, 55% of his draws last year in limited uh, face-offs. So we'll we'll see what they do.
0: I did not realize that at all. That's a good point you bring up. And I think Gujo played made uh, took some faceoffs too now or yep. am i
1: barkley goodrow played center a little bit he plays all three forward spots and you still have rooney there so they have guys that could fill in uh not going to be a strong suit and depending on how much they move for eichel if eichel's the one that comes over they, they might go after another low-key, you know, three or four C that could win draws, but we'll see what they do. I mean, I wanted them to get Sezikas, but I, that doesn't look like a uh, a realistic possibility I think, anymore.
0: Yeah, I think Sezikas is getting asked for too much money, man. Yep. I th- he's a play- really good player. But again, like Dan O, like Dan o he's going to ask for a lot of money, and I don't think the Rangers are want to pay that much money, especially if you get- an Eichel trade is in the works. You don't want to tie yep. up too much money into that. Exactly right. It, it is very juicy. It's very tempting, but I'd stay away from that. So I guess uh, technically the trade would be like, okay, so Strom, you're trading him to Seattle and they're giving you 50% of G- Giordano's contract and they're not taking Blackwell. They're going to take like uh, Brodzinski or something like, or Gautier. Well, no, they would
1: have to take Blackwell. So what I think is going to happen is they're going to take Blackwell. And so oh, that the Rangers they- don't lose anybody else. They're going to acquire Blackwell back from Seattle with um, Giordano for Strom. So realistically, they're taking Strom from the Rangers. Okay,
0: gotcha. That's gotcha. what I think. Okay, so they're going to make the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. We can't. They can't do that. The, those moves like Vegas did, right? Like, no. uh, and you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? So like, we're trading I, I this know. guy so you don't pick this guy.
1: I mean, they can do side deals, but the way that this looks, especially if they're going to get Giordano in return. It's not much of a side deal because then you're really you're basically trading Strom for two players on the Kraken because it's as if Blackwell's not a Ranger anymore. Gotcha.
0: All right, so we'll have to we'll have to see. So again, if I I see that as if if it is indeed Strom going to Seattle for fifty percent of uh, Giordano, um, and then taking Blackwell back, I see that as yeah, Eichel's coming. Get ready.
1: I, I would think the same way. I th- well, it doesn't make sense to lose a two C.
0: Right. I they can't realistically go into next season thinking Hedl's ready for two C. I think Drury knows a lot better than that. Yeah. That would be. Uh, I think that would be irresponsible to just start the next season with Hedl uh, as a two C. Zabagnetti as the one C. Um. There's also, I think, I just heard, I see on here on Twitter, NHL Rumors Daily saying Eichel and Kuznetsov as two centers linked to the Rangers. Please don't get Kuznetsov. If anything, please get Eichel. Like, Kuznetsov, good player, but ooh, he's shaky. This past season was not his greatest, I'd say.
1: Yeah, he, he's on the, a downward spiral both numbers and analytically the last couple of seasons and NRD's a good dude he was on our show a couple of times and last week he broke a lot of stuff on it and if he's saying stuff it's usually pretty accurate so I can't imagine that the Rangers are going to favor Kuznetsov over Eichel in any way shape or form if I'm them I'd rather pay a little more to get Eichel than Kuznetsov even if the price is lower but I mean hey if you miss on Eichel why not take a flyer on a Russian a Russian connection with him and Panarin?
0: And I'm over here still hoping, silently hoping that the Rangers trade for Kachuk instead of Michael. <laughs> <he'd be> strong.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, I don't know what his face-off numbers are if he even tried it, but if he feels comfortable switching over, it's definitely – I mean, that guy is crazy skilled. I know that people think of him as a pest, but he he's really damn he's good. more than that, man. Yeah.
0: He's, he was a top-five pick, and, you know, his, there is – I I I don't I haven't followed the Rangers long enough to know that Keith Kachuk to you know I I had to like look back and see like Keith Kachuk was a, an amazing player and there's always rumors that you know oh is he going to come to the Rangers is he going to play in the Garden and it never happened. Just make it happen with Matthew, please. Like,
1: <laughs> and you get Matthew. There's a chance that once Brady hits free agency, he might want to come over too. That's oh another my gosh!
0: Yeah, he's a good player too. They're they're pretty much they're pretty similar. Those two guys, Brady yep. Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk. They're both they're both pests. Every time we play Ottawa, I just I shake my head every time every time he, Brady's involved, and which is like pretty much on every play, he's involved in something.
1: Yeah, but they're that Marshawn type of player where they're going to annoy the hell out of you, but they're good. And they're going to score. And I still think when Matthew Kachuk went through his legs in overtime, like from the slot on Pecorine to win it, and it it didn't win goal of the year that year because we had the Svechnikov-Michigan move and Philip Forsberg did it too. But to me, that was still the goal of the year. With like 0.1 seconds to corral a shot from that far out through your legs and like actually go under the bar with it is a ridiculous feat to do. So he's, he's got a lot of skill.
0: Yeah, those those kinds of players they don't come around long enough or uh, too often. Yep. you could count them on your on your on like both your hands. Like so there's like five maybe. There's Tom Wilson, Brad Marchand, and then Brady and MacKechuck. That's it, really. Yeah, that's the
1: top of my head. I can't really think of somebody else.
0: No, not me neither. I can, I can't either. Like that's that's it. Like guys that are gonna get a lot of penalty minutes but score like thirty goals. Did 20, Brendan 25. Gallagher? Brendan Gallagher, maybe, but he's more of a like uh, I don't even know. He's more like heart and soul. But again, those guys are yep. heart and soul. Uh, I mean Bergeron for the Bruins would probably be heart and soul. I would say because he blocks shots, he plays defense and stuff. But yeah, I'm really excited for tonight. Uh, I might. We'll see. We'll have to. We'll have to see if I'm gonna put this up, edit it real quick, and put it up so everyone gets excited before for tonight. Uh, all you Ranger fans that want Eichel, you get you better pray really hard that Nils Lundqvist or someone that is untouchable like Kako doesn't go in that trade. If we could get him if we could get Eichel without uh giving up Lafreniere Kako. That's a pretty good. That's a that's a pretty big deal. I'd say.
1: Yeah, I think Laf's off the table. Um, Lundqvist not so much, but I would hate to lose him. Oh, I, gosh, I've been yeah. so high on him for so long, mm-hmm. but. Schneider looks really good too so I'm not really sure what they do there because you don't want to lose either of them but again to get somebody like Eichel you got to give so I'd rather try to move a Jones or Robertson maybe throw in a sweetener with like a Kratsov even and an needle if those are the four pieces I wouldn't be that angry but again you're probably gonna remove Kratsov add Booch to that and we'll see if that was the four if it was a first round pick Buchnevich, uh Jones Robertson and Eidel, so those four players in the pick for Eichel, I would be very happy.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair. I think that's fair for for Buffalo. That's more than what they're asking for. That's five assets they're asking for four, two players, two roster players, and and two prospects or picks. That's what they're asking for. Uh, I heard last year the Rangers' offer was was uh, very reasonable, mm-hmm. and I think that's I think that offer they gave them they should have taken because his trade value has gone down Sense, yep yep his trade value has gone down because he had the injury and then you uh add that to his cap hit and a lot of teams are going to be very cautious and uh doing their due diligence with uh with buffalo and kevin adams but yeah i i love kravsov if the rangers end up keeping him i'll be happy but it will be sad to see which damage go especially after seeing what he did this past season
1: yeah, I'm, it, it definitely will be.
0: I'm interested to see how people on Twitter react after tonight. We might see Eichel, you know, on the Rangers roster by the end of by, by the end of tonight or or are not the end of tonight, by tomorrow, I'd say. Yeah. I mean,
1: you might see the rumor of it depending on what happens at the draft and and what kind of side deals come out that it's going to be rumored by tonight, but once that 1 p.m. freeze is lifted on Thursday, that's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a frenzy. Like them, the Islanders, they're gonna be trying to get Tarasenko, maybe Landeskog, and and there's gonna be things that are
0: going on on both sides of New York rivalry, which is gonna be awesome. It's gonna be exciting. I'm just hoping that tomorrow I have to go to the DMV tomorrow to renew my license. Uh, I'm hoping that that all that news comes before or after. Not while I'm at the DMV or driving to the DMV. That yep. would be awful. So be do it while middle, I'm at work. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this morning I'm 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 at work. Here here's my pizza. So uh, my parents own a pizzeria, and every week mm-hmm. we do a pizzeria story. It's uh it's somewhere in New Jersey. Uh, I just tell a pizzeria story. So there's here's my story for the week. Um, this morning I'm sitting down or whatever. Get, right before the lunch rush hits and. I see like the Giordano rumor. I'm like, wait, 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 what's going on? What's going on? And then like, I have to keep going back and forth to my phone and then helping out customers. I'm like, wait, what does that mean? Does that mean we could still get Kachuk? Wait, no, no, wait, we're sending somebody back. No, 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 we're trading Strom. We're trading (laughs) Bucinevich or something like that. And I'm like, I'm like trying to figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah, there was a lot that was going on at once today because there's no like definitive reasoning right now. Whenever you got your main sources and they're, putting question marks like they're not even sure it's just going to create so much speculation so it was definitely a fun day for
0: rangers twitter right my my, my co-host texted me he's like what did we just do uh, and i had to load up twitter real quick i'm like wait a minute what are you talking about what are you talking about what is this what is this what is this cryptic messaging and i see giordano and then the rick carpinello tweet i'm like wait why is there a question mark here and then i go help out a customer and then i come back and then i figure this out or whatever yep. and then i go back so pretty crazy, pretty crazy day. Definitely, uh, I'm excited for this expansion draft in an hour. So yeah, again, thanks for joining me, Brendan. Of this course. this is great. Of course. It was awesome. Glad to come on, go subscribe and uh, listen to the Backcheck pod. They, those guys are great. Uh, they have terrific guests on and stuff. If you want more, you guys cover Rangers more than that, or just uh, the
1: Rangers, Rangers, Islanders, and the NHL my co-host big islanders fan, so we get the uh, the rivalry going on the show so it's oh, definitely nice. fun but uh yeah we, we talk both evenly talk nhl not biased or we try not to be and i'll chirp him so if you're a ranger fan check it out all
0: right awesome <laughs> well we'll see you all next week thanks everyone for tuning in stay tuned for more new york rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our instagram at the boysandblue94 see you all next time you don't have to go home You can't stay